you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a day it is. Four feet from East Kevin. We just ate some barbecue. And uh, I'm going to tell you, folks, it changed my life. Henry's Barbecue over here in Greenville. What's going on, Kevin? <laughs> I'm sitting fat and happy. I'm happy yeah. to happy to get some barbecue, but really happy to, to try to serve out oh, some help here. Oh, man. I'm telling you what, folks. If you get a chance to eat some Carolina, Carolina barbecue sauce, they had that mustard sauce, extra spicy. The spice was on high. The spice was the uh, the word of the sauce. And get it, folks. So if you come through and you go by Henry's in Greenville, South Carolina, they'll sell you a gallon of spicy mustard barbecue sauce for $25. I think it's worth 50 I think you can rebottle it and get 25 a bottle, praise God. And here we are. So I'm going to start with the Bible trivia right away. So as we move forward, just get Kevin's brain working, thinking here as we're going forward. What did Zacchaeus promise to give to the poor in reparation for his sins? So if he took anything from any man unlawfully, he promised to re- restore him fivefold. And give up half his wealth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Behold, the half of my wealth I will sell and... Yeah. 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 And restore... I think we give I think we give Kevin half credit for that because the question shows half the wealth. <laughs> but what Kevin said is right, too. So I don't want to give him 100% this week, so let's stick at 90 <laughs> or something like that. So we'll say 10 points out of the potential okay. uh, of 100 that he could score this week. We'll give him 10. So he's running 50% today. We can't say that very much. <laughs> we certainly hope uh, uh, you guys, if you have any questions, we've been thinking about that. If you've got some deep theological questions, something stuck in your craw, something you want to talk about, you know, mm. email over that thing, Facebook it over. We'll go ahead and talk about it. Uh, those are great questions. We find ourselves talking about this word acceptance. And boy, acceptance is a big thing. You know, acceptance in so many facets of life. And I know constantly we use different stories about work in the military and stuff like that. But like I told you guys last week, once you've, uh, once you accept what your lot is in life in the military, you have a good life. Well, folks, I want to tell you, it's, it's so much more with God. Just mm. accept what God can do for you. Today, we find ourselves in John 13. We're going to be talking about uh, the washing of the feet and you know, Peter not accepting the washing of the feet up front. Will you accept what mm. God has for you? Will you accept it? Wherefore, it says over in Romans 15, receive you one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Hang out with one another, receive ye one another. And all, it says in John 6, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. And boy, just just accept people. Let them in. Trust them. Trust what the Lord provide for you. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he have been denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Provide, accept, move out, serve God, load up your backpack, Kevin. Whatever it is you got to do, do it, right? Right, whatever it takes. You know, the idea of acceptance is very near and dear to me because having been through some, you know, lack thereof, you know, when you feel like you're not good enough, nothing's going to be good enough, there's just no way 
no way, Jose, that you're going to be able to measure up. That's just not a good place to be. There's bad juju, like you say all about that. But I love the scripture that says in Colossians 2.10, and ye are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So to the one that's the top of the food chain, to the one that really to the one that it really matters that we're acceptable to, it says you're complete in him. So he actually creates, he carves out a spot in his son, accessible as it were through his through his death. And <clears throat> through through that we're we're acceptable. I just love the fact that not only we're accepted at salvation, but you know, um, the whole idea of um, we're, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. A workman, let's say a potter, you know, a ceramicist that's working on a masterpiece of uh, clay. There are distinct stages, and it takes a long time to complete the thing. But at every stage, he stops and he says, I am well pleased. This is acceptable to me. And don't you think, Doug, we need to be that kind of way with people around us where we are accepting them, like you said, receive us to the glory of God, receive one another to the glory of God. We say, you know what? They are just fine where they're at. The best the best any one of us can be is pointed in our growth to, toward the Lord Jesus. So if I see someone that doesn't measure up to me or to Christ, it doesn't matter. It's my job to say, you know what? The best that they'll ever be is the best that I can be, and that's pointed toward Christ in our Christian growth. So let me facilitate that by accepting them, first of all, and then pointing them onward. So this whole thing of not being acceptable, not being enough, never being good enough, that's narcissistic, brother. That's yeah. just a, a self-centered way of making yourself a judge. Yeah, you know, we used to talk about the three A's in seminary, acceptable, approachable, and amenable. And I'm going to tell you what, as a, as somebody who was in the ministry, they said, be these things. You're a Christian. Be an example. Well, brethren, can I tell you what? We're all Christians. We need to be that example. Be acceptable. Be amenable. Be approachable. And, uh, and I'll tell you, God will use you. God loves that. And you know what? This is what I find. People who are kind, they're awesome. And mm. people who are amenable, people who are approachable, that you can actually walk up and talk to somebody, yeah. have a conversation with them. Folks sitting on the corner of my desk, if you were around me about 20-something, 30 years ago, uh, sitting on the corner of my desk was George W. Bush talking to me about God when his father was the president of the United States. And and, and I never forgot that, how, how approachable, how amenable. And, you know, we're not George W. Bush. We're not going to be the president of the United States probably. Um, but since, I don't know, maybe since uh, President Biden's been there, there's a better chance for the average American to get there. <laughs> I don't know. Did I say that? I didn't say that. Forget I said that. But this is what I know, it's folks. True. I love approachable people. I love people that you can just sit down and have a conversation mm. with and love. And you know what? Those kind of people, you know what happens to people who accept the Lord and take his plan? Folks, can I tell you what happens? God starts using you. And, yeah. and you become the kind of person that people want to be around. You become the kind of person that people want to hang out with, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know we go through junk and we don't feel good about ourselves. And, you know, we got the big ones. I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I'm too this. I've been through this. And God says, stop it. Christ died for you. Grow up. 
Suck it up, soldier. You know, it's time to step out, man. Be a soldier for God today. That's what it's talking about. And it's Monday. Monday's mm-hmm. Bible day. So hop in and let's do that. <laughs> We've been studying the word of God and, and looking at the life of Christ and seeing what's going on with that. And we find ourselves in the book of John, chapter 13, starting in verse number four, going through verse number eight today. And it said, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poureth water onto Uh, into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. He had it wrapped around his waist. Then cometh to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, does thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him and said, If I wash thee not, Thou has no part with me. And we, we know the symbolism there of being washed when Christ washes us from our sin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there's, a, there's an impurity within every one of us because we're born into sin. We're sinners. And, you know, uh, there are none righteous, no, not one. We all fall short of the glory of God. God's word is true. It's real. It's honest. He says, no. You're falling short of this junk. Don't do it. And uh, But we know that, that Christ needs to watch us. He needs to cleanse us. He's our lamb. He is our sacrifice. And and uh, he, he is the great one. He alone can take away our sins. So when we get hung up and say, no, don't do that to me. Folks, there's something great about being amenable, approachable, and acceptance, acceptable. And, and there's something great also about accepting blessings from others. Mm. There's something special when somebody wants to bless you. Uh, with a meal, if somebody wants to bless you with something in their life, just bless you with conversation. I had, I had one time I had a guy paint a picture of me, and I'm telling you, when he got done painting the picture, I looked just like Don Rickles. <laughs> but you know, I thanked him for the picture, and uh, <laughs> if you look around the house enough, maybe you'll find it. I don't know. <laughs> Certainly, it's hanging on no wall, but uh, he was obviously looking at a picture of Don Rickles when he drew that. But he was, he was trying to, he was trying to be a blessed to me. I had a girl draw me one time as Rodney Dangerfield. And I said to her, I said, excuse me. She said, yeah, I knew it was Rodney Dangerfield. I said, thank God. I said, I was thinking I look like Don Rickles and Rodney Dangerfield put together. But there's a great symbolism with what's going on with Christ here. He's got this towel wrapped around his right waist. When you show up with a, uh, you know, with a towel wrapped around your right waist and some hot water and some Irish spring soap and, and some foot powder, I mean, life is different different folks. Things are getting ready. You're going to make a difference. You're going to help people be that person. Hey, listen, I want you to hang with us a minute. We're going to come back and keep on talking about this. Don't go anywhere. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. All right, so so Kevin, looking at this, I I, I want to be up front with all you guys. First of all, I, I kind of get Peter. You know, Peter's looking at this as the act of washing his dirty old feet and says, you know, hey, my Messiah, he's too good for this. You're not going to wash my feet. And then God turns that all around and says, man, unless I take away your impurities, unless I clean you. And, you know, there's something about 
being a servant, Kevin. There's mm. something about service that God teaches us that 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 God modeled for us that you know it makes a difference, right? I mean, you want to talk about being approachable. Yeah, boy, approachability is all about what Jesus is here, and then Peter's kind of a little bit being the opposite because Peter's like, no. Well, first of all, Peter asks the question. Um, dost thou wash my feet? And then the Lord said, you know, you're not going to understand this. Just trust me on this. And then Peter actually got forceful. He had a knack of doing that. He'd get forceful even with the Lord. Like, you will not die for, you know, you will not, if I, I will never deny you. And then here he's saying, thou shalt never wash my feet. So Peter was kind of the opposite of a servant where the servant is, um, you know, accepting of the task and accepting of the humiliation and um, accepting of the worth of the master. But here, uh, Jesus, yeah, what you're saying, Doug, is he is a picture of a servant here. The way that, you know, and I can't wrap my mind around it, I'll be honest with you. Just Jesus is leading them. He's the rabbi. He's the one, you know, the teacher. He's the one that's been mentoring these people. He's been doing miracles. And now... In his final, you know, the beginning of his farewell, he starts out with this laying aside of his garments, wrapping a towel around him, which is a picture of wrapping God, wrapping himself with humanity. And then he washed them, wiped them with a towel. And our Lord wrapped himself in humanity so that that human, so that the humanity could die. And he would wash us, as it were, with his perfect sacrifice of his human flesh. Um, the Bible says we're washed by the blood of the Lamb. That's part of that rap, uh, humanity wrap. But yes, the servanthood where he uh, where he actually is willing to do whatever it takes, and it so shocked Peter that the Lord would be that humble. And Doug, I want to be someone that has that servant spirit that others would be others would be surprised. Like, wow. You know, no matter what station I have, that they would say, wow, you know what? When you talk to me, you're accepting. Going back to what the word of the day is, when you talk to me, I want someone to be able to say, wow, Brother Rob, when you talk to me, Kevin, when you talk to me, it's like I'm the only person on planet Earth. That would be a really good compliment. (laughs) And I know of some people, they were... uh, famous people. I'll never forget I went to the Huntsville Redstone Arsenal and then we went to the uh, Space and Rocket Center while we were there. If it was and, and anyway, we loved the aerospace industry as a kid and I mean with our kids we would go to this place. And so anyway, they were talking about uh, Werner von Braun, von Braun, the uh, uh, man who came out of Germany, became an American citizen, and uh, developed the rocket engines that got us to the moon, and so on and so forth. And so the man that gave us a tour, I asked him, did you know Werner von Braun? Because he was an older person. This was probably 15, 20 years ago. And the guy said, yes. I said, what did you think about him? He said he was a great man. He was a servant. He said, if you were talking to Werner von Braun, you'd be talking to just anybody. You would never know he was a great man. And when you talk to him, he said, he was talking to you like you were the only person on planet earth and i said lord let me be that kind of guy and that's what our lord was he was little me big you as it were he wanted to give every opportunity for someone to know that he loved him 
Yeah, there's a guy from Columbia. His name was uh, Sam Whitmere. And Sam Whitmere was in the Civil War, and uh, he got captured and was a prisoner of war and somehow ended up up north. There were uh, a few major prisoner of war camps that uh, where we the north held uh, Confederate soldiers and did a pretty good job. You know, didn't kill them, didn't starve them. It's, it was the opposite in some cases. And and uh, anyway, he, he had a man walk up to him and holding a hat in his hand and had a conversation with him, asked him where he was from, how his family was, and if he was okay, if he was being fed all right. And he stood around and he had a conversation for about an hour. And uh, this man turned around and walked away, and the guy next to him said, I can't believe you just had a conversation with President Lincoln. And uh, mm-hmm. just, I'm telling you, folks. So when we think about this, you know, we got to think of service. We got to think about humility. We got to think, you know, that word we started mm-hmm. with acceptance, accepting people, loving people. I mean, the, the president of the United States could have ordered this guy to be executed. The yeah. president of the United States could have said, take these guys like they're doing down there in, in Georgia and, uh, you know, starve them to death and, and, and do this. But the president of the United States went down the other road, walked up to these prisoners and had a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. The president of the United States, the guy who's at Pretty. war with this particular enemy. And, and I think, folks, that we take situational kindness or situational humility or situational service, and we try to put that in place in our lives where we say, man, I really like Kevin. You know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm going to go hang out with Kevin. But Doug, you know, he's kind of a knucklehead. He, uh, uh, you know, he's got that northern thing going, oh, whatever the case may be. And folks, of course, I'm not saying what somebody said, and nor am I trying to replicate that. I'm just saying in my life, in my life, I've found myself in situational humility. In my mm. life, I've found myself yeah. in situational service. And sadly, folks, in my life, I've found myself in situational acceptance where, oh, yeah, I'll accept a meal from these folks or I'll accept a visit from these folks, but I'm going to be busy during this time. And, folks, I can think back in my mind right now, I could probably give you 10 examples. And I'm sad that I even have one. So I think God's word is up front here with what's going on. Christ shows up and he's going to wash the feet of those disciples. And those people around him, and he girds himself in a towel. He's wearing that day what we'd consider an apron today, right? And the towel he's wiping their feet with, and and he gets right down to their feet and gets to work. You know, he's not standing up somewhere saying, dip your feet in a bucket and throwing them an old face cloth or something like that. Mm. He is digging in and washing feet. And Kevin, I wonder how many times in my life I have missed that opportunity. I have missed the opportunity for service. I've missed the opportunity to accept somebody uh, and allow them to do something in my life. Yeah, the Lord said I think a couple times, as you have done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. And it seems like the Lord really does set up situations where we are given a decision. Are we going to stoop below the threshold where we normally would to take care of this person? And the Lord said, as you have done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. So uh, I want to, and I've failed. I've done the situational thing. Everything you said there, I've done it. I've I've disregarded. You know, the Bible says in the book of James, if you don't take care of the person who's dressed, you know, in vile raiment and so on and so forth, if you disregard them, um, you've you've become judges of evil thoughts. You've mm. made a judgment call. And the Bible says in Second Corinthians, it says, "Henceforth know we no man after the flesh." Yeah, so. When, when we look at a person, we're supposed to not make a judgment call 
according to what they look like, smell like, sound like, or anything like that. We're supposed to make a judgment call. Are they worthy? Yes, they've got, you know, they've got a breath in their lungs. Yes, they're worthy. I want to see them as either in Christ or not yet in Christ. As if they're Christian, I want to see them as walking the spirit or walking the flesh. In other words, I want to facilitate, I want to be a servant like Jesus and facilitate them getting clean, getting on with business for the Lord. Yeah, there's, you know, we get to make a difference, folks. That's what this comes down to. Uh, we get to make a difference for God in the way we receive people, accept people. We get a difference. Uh, we get an opportunity to make a difference on how we deal with people, how we treat people. I guess, you know, one of the things I know we're coming to the end real quick, but I guess we sh- as we go today and we think acceptance and all that, being acceptant is letting go some of your own junk in your life. It's letting go of how you feel about that person. It's letting you go about whether or not you're having a good day, whether or not you feel good about yourself, whether or not you feel too fat, too ugly, too good looking, whatever, let go, Mm. accept what God has for you, accept those people around you. And man, he's going to do a job through you. We sure do love you people. Hop into Bible today. It's Bible day today. May God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.